0: Thank you for listening to Overcomer's Church International Weekly Message. We pray that you are encouraged and strengthened as you hear the word of God.
1: So in studying for this, I, Genesis, this just really spoke to me. Genesis 1 verse 26 says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image. And we know that that's the Trinity coming together saying, hey, we're going to make mankind. But in our likeness so that they... May rule over. And when I seen they, I thought, oh my gosh, God, you made us in your image. So when you said they, you hadn't made Adam yet. You were talking about Adam and Eve. So I really think that the masculinity part of men and the protectiveness and the breadwinner and the things that God has put inside of you is part of God. But I think the compassion and then uh, you know, having that intuitiveness and just having that sixth sense as women, and being compassionate, loving—I think that's part of God too. He said, "Let's make them in our image, so they can rule," and this is what they looks like. And so I have stopped beating myself up. God has made me unique and made me this way, and I'm going to embrace it and know who I am in Him, and then that makes me better for Him. So, um, so we want to kind of talk about your foundation. So, as women, we have roles. And men, they have roles. But we catch ourselves, women, we chase after the kids. We chase after Botox or whatever we chase after to, you know, look the best and be the best and sound the best. And, and
0: guys chase after careers, hobbies, just, just guy stuff, you know. I mean, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we just focus on building stuff. We focus on killing stuff. And we focus on feeding stuff, you know. <laughs> and uh,
1: so when I'm going this way, And Scott's going that way, it's really taking us apart. And we know in the book of Mark, you know, every marriage, anytime you get married, you see this. Let no man put together or take apart what God has put together. And, you know, it talks about us being one flesh in the book of Mark, chapter 5. So if I'm going this way and Scott's going this way, then we're pulling apart, and that's not what God designed. But if I'm chasing the heart of God and he's chasing the heart of God, then guess what? We meet together. And then we can build that foundation. Everything else, I mean, we can still do all the other stuff. But now we have a foundation to build on. And, it, well, see, and we're both going after the same s- thing.
0: You see so many couples that end up getting a divorce after 30, 40 years of marriage. And I think this is the reason. I mean, they, they lose themselves in... She loses herself in the kids. He loses himself in his career. Once the kids are grown and gone, they realize they're living with a stranger. They don't even know each other anymore. You know, so... Uh, doing this, focusing on God, everything else will fall into place, and once the kids are grown and gone, you're still going to be on the same track with each other, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be floundering around wanting to know who is this person I'm with, and I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be on the same mission, so.
1: So with that, we have come up with some how-tos for marriage. Um, These are just some things we threw together, and we're just going to share our heart and our experience, and we hope that you guys enjoy it. And if you don't, just nod and wink at me and act like you do. (laughs) I won't know the difference. So number one would be how to treat your spouse.
0: All right, and we're going to beat up the men for a little while. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. He gave himself up for her. We're going to go ahead and read 26. So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Okay. Uh, Basically, I mean, we know Christ loves the church. Christ would not ever let the church go without. Uh, Christ would never mistreat the church.
1: So 1 Peter 3.5 says, For this way the the holy women of the past who put their hope in God... Used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right, and do not give away to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of your gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers.
0: So I mean it just goes into this is all about just how to treat your wife, how to love your wife, how to I think too many, and I don't want to come across the wrong way, but I think too many men look at their wives as, I, I see her as an equal, but at the same time I also see her as, she is weaker than I am. Um, a lot of the things that I do for her, I don't. how many times have you pumped gas in the last five years?
1: Maybe once.
0: <laughs> but uh, it's just those types of things. It irritates me whenever I go to a gas station and I see a car pull up, and the guy stays sitting in the car and the girl gets out and pumps gas. It's just not, I mean, it's just not right. Uh, us as men, we should step up, we should uh, lift the heavy objects, we should, uh, we, should do, we should do the guy things. That doesn't mean that she cannot help me in those things. Uh, just like here the last few weeks, I, I worked all day and I come home and it's hot outside and I'm dreading all day going home mowing grass. Well, the last two weeks I got home, she's already had the grass cut for me. And she may not do it the way that I like it to be done, but I'm not going to complain about it, you know. I'm going to praise her, I'm going to come home and thank her and love on her for, for doing that because I know the heart that it comes from. So, so guys, don't, don't critique. If your wife does something for you and it's not done to your standard, love them and, and thank them and praise them for it. Now, if you want to sneak out with a weed eater later and hit some spots when she's not home, that's fine. <laughs>
1: And ladies, we have to know how to respect and honor our husbands. So, you know, we say that word honor so much, but really for us, what it looks like is in, even in Genesis, when you read about Noah and he ends up getting drunk and naked and his one son made fun of him, but his other two sons took the sheet and walked backwards to cover him up, to honor him, even though in his sin and he had messed up, they didn't expose it. And that's what honor looks like. My job to honor him and to honor our marriage, he is not perfect. He messes up, but... I am not going to be going and having coffee with a couple of girls and having roasted Scott for lunch. You protect it. He's not perfect. He's going to mess up, but it's not my job to put it on front street. It's my job to protect him. Now, if he's beating or cheating, you know, then go seek counsel. You have that one person, that's okay. But if your goal is to just tear him down, that's not what that is. You are to honor him and your marriage, and that is very important, and that honors God. Um, also ladies be careful how you talk to your man. You know, you they men want respect. We like to be chased around the house and you may tap me on the booty and tell me I'm so cute. I love that. But men want to be respected. And so when you disrespect a man, especially in public, not okay. Not even a little bit. I've I've been with people countless times and I've had a woman look at, you know, her husband and she was like, You got that hanging out of your nose, pick it. And she's so frustrated and she's like, Isn't that awkward? You know, and it's like, it's so disrespectful. Do not um, disrespect your husband in public. If you have an issue, Scott and I have this thing where, you know, if he makes me mad in public, we have a certain look or a certain, you know, something he knows. We're going to talk about this later, right? Doesn't need to be done now. And so come up with the, I mean, you come up with every married couple that I know have some type of secret language.
0: Well, and, and I'll tell you the truth. A lot of those times when I get those looks, enough time goes by. She gets over it. You know, I mean, a lot of times we'll, we'll blow up instantly and we want to fight about something that's not worth fighting over. It's really not worth fighting over. So if you can bite your tongue, ball it up, push it deep down inside, as I say, and deal with it later, most of time when later comes, it's not even an issue anymore. So.
1: Okay, guys, number two, how to handle conflict. There is a conflict in any relationship. I mean, that's going to happen. So um, yeah, things... I- Things that, um, so we're just going to give you some points on it. Like, number one, be slow to speak because, and he's excellent at that. I need work. Um, but most of the time when you process something or if something comes at you and you've had a bad day or something along them lines, your filter's already jacked up. So when he says something, he may have said, oh, that dress. And I heard, oh, my gosh, you fat cow. When really he was like, oh, I like the dress I bought you. But because my filter was dirty I, and if I was so sp- quick, I may just, you know, say something that I regret that I have to apologize for later. So be slow to speak. And Scott really is good at that.
0: And guys, if she needs to take a walk and needs some time, let her take a walk. I I made that mistake earlier on in marriage where whenever I was mad, I wanted to fight. I want to do it right now and get it over with and be done. So I would follow her around when she's trying to get away from me to cool off and poke at her and poke at her and until i regretted it yeah right so it was i need i need a moment time give them time give them space then come back and address it later
1: guys never threaten divorce that's not that's not good um and it's like that kid they're like if you don't do this one more time i'm gonna spank your butt really how many times you gonna threaten divorce and why are you threatening that that should that's never divorce is never an option but if you've been divorced, it's not like, oh my gosh, it's not the worst sin. But what I'm saying is just because he doesn't take the trash out, I'm not going to be like, hey, we're gonna, I'm going to divorce if you don't. God, that doesn't work, and that's what I mean by that. Um, and no hitting below the belt. The thing about marriage and you live with them day in, day out, they are very vulnerable with you and they share your heart with you. Do not use it against them. Scott has a certain word. He doesn't like to be called. And in the beginning... If I was really angry at him, I remember saying that word to him, and I was wrong, but I didn't know I was wrong until literally I was sitting on the front pew, actually I was standing on the front pew with my hands in the air, worshiping Jesus, looking spirituals. all get out, and the, ho- and the Holy Spirit spoke so clearly, you look spiritual to these people, but I know what you said, how you talk to your husband at home, and I was like, oh, and I can look all spiritual in front of you, I know how to do that, I know how to play that game. But at the end of the day, who I am by myself and how I treat my husband and my kid in my home is really who I am, and and that that's.
0: Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he's good thing he's cute.
0: Uh, and like she was just saying, you know, uh, if your spouse is vulnerable with you, don't don't take advantage of that. Don't don't use that against them shouldn't be using any leverage against your spouse
1: and Uh. I've learned too I had to um, so with that conviction you know that's really hard to change because I was so quick with my mouth oh I could really tear you down very quickly and so when he would make me mad or when I would choose to be mad we choose our feelings I would say, I need you to get away from me right now because I want to say some things that God's going to convict me about, and I don't want to apologize. And so I'd walk <laughs> away. And that's how I would handle it. But <laughs> I, I
0: handle learned it. to back off when she talks so, through her teeth.
1: Yeah. So then I would just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'd walk away. And now, I mean, honestly, putting that into practice, I mean, I love how God puts grace on things when he, when he exposes it and he's like, hey, we need to work on this. And so now... 15 years into this, I'm definitely not where I need to be, but I'm definitely not where I was. I'm not quick to that at all, and our fights look very different now, so praise God for that. Um, I never hit him, and he never hit me, so that was good.
0: Okay, and uh, well, and just like with anything else, be quick to forgive. Uh, I know a lot of spouses that will hold on to grudges for days, weeks, months over some of the silliest stuff. Yeah. And really, I mean, a lot of times she may have been upset with me about something I don't even know about, so I'm not even thinking about it. She's the one who's dwelling on it, yep. not able to sleep at night.
1: It's living rent-free in my head, yep. and I'm the one who's miserable. I mean, really, and I know Pastor Kent and Liz talked about it, where um, I think Joyce Meyer said it's drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Guys, yep. There's a lot of truth in that. If someone's living rent-free in my head, they don't know about it, they ain't paying rent, and they don't care, but I'm the one who's miserable, so... I need to get over it and you know what forgiveness is really not I mean as spirit-filled believers it's not an option it just isn't so and you can look in the Bible and find that I don't have the verses off the top of my
0: head and if your spouse knows that you're angry with them communicate that tell them that you forgive them you know and that, that you, you're choosing to move past it which is our next how-to and that's how to communicate so I'm gonna start off by saying men you need to learn to read minds <laughs> and I'm joking but serious uh, I mean we've been together for a long time and I can, I can tell by her body language I can tell by the way she's speaking I can tell by the way she's doing things around the house and I'm usually pretty spot on which sometimes makes her even more angry but kind of does. pay attention pay attention to details pay attention to how her mood is her, her mood's a certain way for a certain reason facial expressions, I mean, there are telltale signs of what she's feeling, what she's thinking. Uh, That's not going to happen overnight, but as the years go on, you're going to learn these things, and it will make life easier.
1: But even though you think you know, it's still good to ask. Yes. Because sometimes it may be something a little different. So learning just to ask questions, I think this is what you're feeling, but I'm going to ask anyway. I heard Scott say one time, too, get a master's degree in your wife I mean, really study her, learn her, want to know her. I mean, what we're interested in, guys, we go after. If I want to know about eyebrows or how to do a wing eyeliner or how to lose 10 pounds, man, we'll research that out. But it's like after we get married, it, it just stops with our spouse. Why? I mean, this, if this is till death do us part, I want it to be fun. I don't want to be miserable for the next 50 years. So it's gonna take some work. Um, ladies especially, we do use a lot of body language but don't manipulate with it. So I, I was so bad about this. I, if I would come home and something wasn't done the way I thought it should be done or he didn't think about it, I may not talk to him, and I just, you know, I'd go in there and huff um, until, he, his, until he would change his, what he was doing to make me happy. And that was really pathetic on my part. You know, I was taking my body language or giving him the silent treatment or not giving what he wanted to get what I wanted and without communicating. And he's just trying to figure out, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Why is she angry? You know, and, and manipulation never is of God. Not, not one ounce of it. So.
0: And I remember this from when we first got married. She'd come home one day, and I thought I was just going to press the fire out of her because I cleaned the living room. <laughs> I straightened up the couch cushions. He's All right so uh, I, I didn't see things the way she seen things, so that was my cleaning, you know uh, So we get into this argument, and she says, "I just want you to want to do the dishes." And I looked her in the eye and said, "I will never want to do the dishes.") <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I learned in that. moment how we communicate it is so you know i compromised i thought okay i'll just give a list this is my expectations for the day you don't have to do them all but this is what i want done so if i'm not home and you're able to get one or two things knocked out great and ever since that's really i did i i thought he should want i grew up in a house where my dad cleaned just as much as my mom if not more and he was good at it and so scott should be like that too and he wasn't and And he shouldn't be, right? Because I didn't marry my dad. I married a unique man that God created. So I had to learn how to communicate with this man. And honestly, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I mean, it's not always about being right or wrong. It's just about sharing your heart and
0: moving forward. I think you just quoted Dan Connor from Roseanne. Did I? Yes. All right. (laughs) Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? All right. Shout out to Dan.
1: (laughs) Um, And ladies, share... Share your heart with your man. I mean, don't expect them to just know. We we are guilty of that. They should just know.
0: Well, and be patient with your man because I know I for one I am not a great communicator. Uh, I can I can pretty much say everything I need to say in just a few words. So uh, if it's hard getting information out of them, be patient with them. Uh, Maybe they're still unwinding from the day at work. Uh, Give them a little bit of space and and just. Work with him, but, but guys, be intentional about communicating as well. You know, I mean, even if you're not feeling like sitting down and talking a lot, that's what she's needing at the moment. So we've got to compromise. We've got to give and take. So, uh, but be patient with him. We're just yeah, the guys, way we are.
1: blow my mind. Well, we'll we'll go. I'll
0: go on a fishing trip with a buddy. I can be on a boat with him for eight hours. I come home, my wife says, "What'd you guys talk about?" Nothing. <laughs> It's like you were together eight hours. It's like, you know, we were fishing.
1: I mean. <laughs> I'm with somebody eight minutes, and we've already solved the problems of the world. Oh, right. You know, and he's like, we didn't talk. I'm like, you guys mad? All right. No. I'm like, okay. So I'm learning that he does not really talk much. Any counseling that we've ever done or any time we've spent with our kids, um, our relatives, they know that Scott, he may say three words, and they're so profound. You know, they're like, whoa. I say like 7,000, and they're decent. So that's just Scott. I think that's most men, but I think
0: also that's why the Lord put us together. (laughs) I mean, really, because there's a lot of times where I I don't process as well, so I may need to sit and think and and marinate on something for a little bit. While I'm doing that, someone else is filling in all the gaps. (laughs) Very true. So, (laughs) so how to
1: communicate, guys? Just be slow to speak. Be intentional. Sit down and have. You know, I know life is crazy. Uh, you got kids, you got your job, you got, um, other hobbies, things like that, but pick a time. I don't know for us. A lot of times, right before we go to bed, we like to sit down for about 15 or 20 minutes or right when he gets home from work and just kind of hash some things out and just talk or we're intentional. Hey, let's go on a walk. Hey, let's leave our phones at home and let's just go outside with the day and the dogs or whatever. But we're very intentional about it because he, besides God, God's number one, he's next before anything else
0: and that's what I was gonna say here on earth your spouse is number one you know the Lord comes before that but she comes before the kids I come before the kids the kids are gonna grow and leave Mm -hmm. this is the only relationship that you enter into in a covenant with a promise to God Mm -hmm. All right, so this comes before everything else and that's what I was gonna going into the next point is staying connected and that was one of the things I had on there: is don't, don't get lost in doing things. Don't get lost, even if it's ministry. You know, you can just pour yourself into ministry. We, we have people that come to our house quite often, and we minister to them. Uh, and we've learned we even set boundaries. You know, if they want to come over on a Tuesday night. We tell them, yeah, you can come on over Tuesday. We, we'll talk, but at 7:30, you got go, <laughs> to go. From 7:30 to bedtime is our family time. That's we're spending that time together. We're not gonna. We're not going to lose us and everybody else's problems i mean really right so
1: and that sounds harsh but honestly you know the enemy has come and if you look at the families in the church they're they're just as broken as the families outside of the church so if he can destroy this and i mean the bible even says let no man pull apart what god has put together and so we have to be intentional about it we have to honor that and we have to be on guard on what is trying to wreck us. And so, you know, I know for me, I start getting angry and if we start bickering a little bit, I always am like, the first thing I ask myself, when was the last time we were alone? Just me and him. And usually that's when I get kind of testy is I know I have not tried so we uh friday ended up being amazing we were supposed to have cpr training we show up and we sit around for like a couple hours and the guy never showed so we got to go and do grocery shopping together and even though that didn't sound romantic we went and ate McAllister's. but it was we had so much fun just us
0: so and that's the other thing i was gonna say yeah we went shopping i hate shopping all right i know she loves shopping so i go and do that with her she'll go fishing with me I know it's not something that she's like, all right, we're going to go fishing. Yeah. Nasty, dirty worms, smelly fish, bugs. Look at her. That's not her. <laughs> uh, so, But she'll do that with me. Uh, she's went hunting with me. So, I mean, yeah. whatever your what spouse's you interest is, make it your interest as well. You know? Do things together. It's not all about you. And that's not saying that sometimes I don't go fishing by myself. Right. Because I do. Because I need to. So... <laughs> But she'll, she'll go shopping by herself. So
1: So another thing, guys, water your grass. Honestly, I mean, we always, if you look at this, a drought comes in and the grass starts turning brown, you want to water it. A lot of times we, are, we do not put any work into our marriage. And then, you know, we start getting some attention from someone else and people start sniffing and we start going. Because we're getting attention from a place, and, and that's how the enemy works. And they, they, you think the grass is greener on the other side? The reason why it's greener is you're watering it over there. It's not, that's not the intentions. You have to try. Is this hard at times? Yes. Is it worth it? Absolutely. I really love, and I'm not just saying this, I've been with him 21 years, and I'm not bored with him. You know why? Because the man I married when he was in 2004 is not the man I'm married to today. We change, we evolve, we grow, and so I'm not bored with him, because I'm still, I'm falling in love with someone different all the time, because I'm intentional about it, I'm spending time with him, I'm having fun with him, but it's intentional. Of course I get mad, and sometimes it seems easier to just be like, whatever, I'm done. That's not an option. It can't be an option, unless he's cheating or beating.
0: (laughs) Anyway something I try to do and I I fail at this from time to time but I I try to get up out of bed every day and my goal is to get her to fall in love with me again Uh, and like I said I may fail at that but uh, if you go at it like that your connections gonna stay strong Uh, when you're dating a lot of guys they will pursue a woman like a buck deer after a doe. They'll run out in traffic after it. I mean it's just ridiculous. We get married, we tend to get into a rut, we stop trying, we think oh, we got her, there's no reason to exhaust myself anymore. Uh, continue to exhaust yourself. <laughs> uh, it will get easier uh, and it's gonna kinda hit on that later but I'll hit on it now. Uh, my, A lot of times we counsel people and they're like that that just sounds so exhausting to try that hard all the time to put that much effort into it nonstop over and over and over the way I explain it is if I was wanting to build a trail through the woods as a shortcut to somewhere when I first start on that trail it's a lot of work I gotta go in and cut trees down I gotta clear brush yada 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 but the more I take that trail the more that trail becomes a roadway and it becomes easier because that that hard path becomes your normal and it's just like going it's like going to the gym and working out you first start off it's hard you do it long enough it becomes easy you keep at it you keep consistent with it and it gets easier so it's just easier to maintain
1: so set a date night do something we used to call it make out mondays <laughs> all my spiritual kids knew not to call they and we wouldn't answer the phone we just didn't
0: and there were times we answered the phone and well, like what are you doing I'd be like it's Monday, and they're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story, but we did. that. Was uh, Now that we have a day, because we, we didn't have a day until after we were married 10 years. We tried for 10 years, and um, that's a whole other cool God story in itself. But um, then a day came, so we, we have to be a little more, you know, because she doesn't ever leave. We could make them leave. <laughs> we can't make her leave. So we have to be a little more... Um, you know, so a lot of times we'll take her to daycare and then we'll just take a day off work or half a day. And we'll just, even if you don't have money, that's okay. Hold hands and walk. You know, talk about things. Talk about your dreams. And at first it may be awkward, but, I mean, honestly, you're having sex with your spouse. Why can't you talk to them about deep talks? You know, really, they see you naked. So that's the most awkward you probably can get. So, <laughs> uh. and remember, too, guys, love is a choice. I mean, love feels good, but it's more than a feeling. So you there's days that I may not feel in love with him, but I am because I choose to. I choose to love him, and I chose to love him for the rest of my life until death do us part. And then in heaven, Scott says he's going to date because you can't be married in heaven.
0: i will be a playa.
1: <laughs> he says he's going to be a playa, but I don't think so. I'm, <laughs> he better not be. I might, then we're going to have the fall again because Amy's going to do something in heaven she shouldn't be doing. <laughs> so love is a choice guys Um, keep that in mind because a lot of times they're like I just fell out of love no no you didn't you chose to do something else or give your attention to someone else that is the
0: one emotion that we have a choice of is love sometimes you don't have a choice to get angry that just happens but love is an emotion that we can choose and if it wasn't an emotion we could choose then God wouldn't have told us to love your enemies I mean that's got to be a choice so those who say oh I've fallen out of love with my spouse no you you haven't you've you've just given up Um, keep trying and I'm going to let you read the next point so
1: number five how to have a how to have a healthy sex life yes she said sex and church why because God created it And it was beautiful. And one thing I know about the enemy is everything that God created, he has tried to distort in one way or the other. But sex was made for the marriage bed between a man and a woman to be even more intimate and more in love and to have babies, you know. And so there's a lot that goes with that. So sex is very, very powerful. I mean, it is one of the top three reasons for divorce. People either aren't giving it up or they're getting it elsewhere or they're looking at it on places they have no business looking at. So um, we're just gonna dive right into it. it. I don't know why it needs to be awkward. I think the enemy has made us feel dirty about it and that it's and it shouldn't be because God made it and it was beautiful, you know? So uh, 1 Corinthians 7, three through five talks about how the husband's body does not belong to him and my body does not belong to me, but it belongs to him. And so what that looks like in a lot of ways. So. Sex needs to be comfortable for both of you. And in the beginning, it is awkward because it's like, oh, my gosh, this is my first time and with him, and he doesn't know me, blah, blah, blah. But that's why learning to communicate about it and talk about, like, no, I don't like that, or let's take this a little slower. And they, you know, you guys were teammates, and they should be okay with that. Um, and ladies, never use sex as a weapon. Let's face it, the men probably want it more than we do nine times out of ten because they are very visual and...
0: It's just the way we're wired. Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: Animals it, die it's something over it. all I'm going to ask
0: God about when I get to heaven. But uh, it is a huge struggle for, for men. I mean, married, not married. Uh, I think that's why pornography is such a big issue today. Uh, guys just, it's, our, it's our, in our hormones. It's, it's, it's all of it. I mean, and it's everywhere in today's society. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to get away from it. Um, but that being said guys we are wired to want it like meals like three day times a day women are not so uh, be patient with her communicate with her about it Um, but also there's there were times in our marriage where we were just so busy doing things where just like staying connected we had to schedule a date night We had a period in time where we had to schedule a date night for this as well. So, uh,
1: it was, I mean, it was important to me, but it was important to him more so, I felt. But it doesn't matter. I mean, my job as a wife, and I shouldn't call it a job necessarily, but it is to please him. But with that said, it's not okay to be like, oh, you didn't take out the trash, you didn't do this, and you didn't do that. I'm not having sex with you for a week. That's not okay, ladies. Do not use it against him. Um, Do not use it to manipulate him, and do not use it to control him.
0: That also being said is a lot of men will say, well, she doesn't ever want to. My question is, what are you doing to make her want to? Word. Uh, Yep. You know what I find sexy? Taking out the trash. Sweeping the floor. (laughs) Cleaning that
1: toilet. Oh, my gosh, boy. Come here. You know? What does he find sexy? Something different. I won't go into that, but that's what I'm saying. So he, we meet each other where we're at. And uh, so we, and I love that question. If she's not giving you some of your needs, what are you doing? to? Because f- we're so emotional. I want to know that even if Scott doesn't think this, the fact that he makes me feel like the prettiest woman in the, in the room and that he doesn't want anybody else besides me, I love the fact that I think he's obsessed with me. That's hot. And that makes me so drawn to him, and I want to give myself, not just my heart, but everything to him. Now, I mean, there's days where, you know, things are ugly, and you just don't feel good, and you've had a long day at work, and I'm not saying do things you don't want to do, but there's times that you just have to overcome what you're feeling and, and know that you have a man who who needs, he has needs, and using them needs against him is never okay.
0: And that being said, like she was saying, water, you know, water your grass. If Guys, if you don't water your grass, someone else is going to water your grass alright so let her know she's beautiful let her know what what you think how you feel Uh, something I I try to do a lot of times is just in the middle of the day it's hard for me to do now because I work inside prison but uh, now I've even got it set up to where my my email goes straight to her phone by text message send her a message just throughout the day let her know you're thinking of her you know Uh, just that type of stuff that she knows that you're that she's your number one and that's going to go a long way so
1: And I have to say, honestly, we're not—we're just sharing with you as we've grown and mistakes we've made and things God's revealed. But Scott's right; we're not just telling you things that we don't put into practice or that we've not screwed up. And now, and Scott really does—he's super intentional. He'll um, that Marco Polo thing—I'm loving that thing. He'll—he'll send me that before he goes into Menard. You know, hey babe, this is what I prayed for you today. I can't wait to get home to be with you again. He's just very, and it's not just like, hey, love you, babe. I mean, sometimes it's that, but then sometimes it's deeper. You can tell he's being intentional and trying to reach out and just really connect with my heart. And then throughout the day, you know, of course, I'm thinking about God. But, I mean, we're in this thing 21 years, and it's not every time, but I still get butterflies. I'm The other day, I have this thing on my app. We're psycho, I have, like, when he it pinged me, it's like, Scott's home. And I looked outside, I was like, he's not home, and I got so excited, and then I seen his truck, and I was like a little schooler. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad he's home. I really wanted to connect with him. We have an hour before we have to go pick up day. And I love that I still feel that way, but it wasn't just something that just fell into my lap. We worked for this, but it was it's worth it. it's worth the payoff. So um, sex is important, um, and, and honor it. It's, I don't know if this is right, but when we were first married, I remember thinking, you know, this is a form of worship. God created it. He loves it. So you know what? I just, we're going to honor God even in that. I think God is honored in little things as well as big things. And as long as we have his heart with it, I think it's good. So you want to add any more to
0: that? Uh, I mean, all these points go back to the communication as well. I mean, just communicating with each other, letting each other know what you're feeling, what your needs are but respecting boundaries as well whenever mm-hmm. it comes to this. Uh, I didn't really know how all this was going to fit in, so, but uh, I think that went fairly smooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and we wanted to hit on this. We didn't really know how to fit this in, but uh, we wanted to give you some how-to's on how to raise your kids in the Lord. I'm also going to kind of touch on the spiritual parenting through this. Because for us, it really is one and the same. Those of you that have multiple kids, you know you love your kids equally, but you love them uniquely because each kid has a different need. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can honestly say with our spiritual kids, we love them just as much as we love Dea. We just Mm -hmm. love them in a different way. Mm -hmm. In this, spiritual parenting is different than mentoring. When you have a mentor, that mentor is able to touch like if I had a mentor for fishing, that person can touch that area of my life, my fishing. Spiritual parenting, there is nothing that's off bounds. Uh, any one of my, my kids, I can sit them down and, and talk to them about the most intimate part of their lives and, and correct love and guide uh, through that. We have really, I mean, literally we've opened our home to these, I say kids, I mean they're all adults now uh, but uh, really they, they come to my house, they're free to get in my fridge, they're free to do whatever they want most of the time they don't even knock they just walk right on in uh, which can be scary sometimes because we have to run for the bedroom but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it really is I mean you open your life to, to these individuals and this is scriptural Mm-hmm. Paul had Timothy, and he addresses him as his spiritual son. He doesn't address that. I don't know if he addresses that with anyone else at all. Titus. Titus. i say yes, one Titus. more. But with... I thought there was another. Uh, but that is, a, that is a special relationship because that is specially addressed. I mean, that's not just a disciple. That's not just a follower. That's, he, is, he sees him as a son. So we really have opened our lives I believe everyone should have spiritual sons and daughters. I believe everyone should have spiritual mothers and fathers. Uh, you need that person that has no limits on, on coming into your life and speaking into your life. It is, it's very, very important. That being said, if I was to correct one of my spiritual sons and daughters, it doesn't mean that they have to obey. They just have to honor what I say. If they decide to go out and make that mistake, I'll still be there. I'll love them, help them up, and help guide them after that. It's the same way with our kids. I may tell Adaya, quit doing something, quit doing something. She does it, she gets hurt. I'm not going to shun her and be like, you should have listened to me. No, right. I'm going to pick her up, dust her off, love her through it, and help her learn through it. So.
1: And so when you're raising your kids in the Lord, you, you have to be intentional about it, and it's really not an option. So, you know, I don't give Adaya an option to take a bath. Uh, to go to school, to eat, because she needs them things to survive. She did not have the option to go to church. You know, right. I don't give her that option. I'm. We've had a lot of her.
0: parents that ask us that. How do I get them to go to church? How do you get them to go to church? How do you get them to go school? How do you get them to bathe themselves? Right. How do you get them to eat you the Brussels You take sprouts? something away.
1: Okay, you take something away. Yeah. We're not wanting this to be. We, we want. A day was so excited this morning, which made me happy. She was like, "I get to go to church, <laughs> and I get to see so." And you know, and I love that she because we've been out a few weeks with the with the flood but you know and we are fortunate where we have raised her up and this is just part and some parents you know are, are trying to do with teenagers and they're like well we didn't have to go to church all these other years why now but this is where i think it's so important of how do you act in your home you know if you are saying oh you love jesus and you are you know acting one way here and then treating people so good here and then you go home and you act different and you're kind of mean and hateful well they don't want your jesus because they don't see no change in you and so you have to be, in, you have to pay attention on how you're acting and treating the people you love. It's crazy we treat strangers better than we do our family a lot of times. True. And why? My stranger ain't gonna die at my funeral or cry at my funeral. He is. We're,
0: we're more apt to hurt the ones we love. Yeah. Than complete stranger.
1: So I think we have to really take note on what we're preaching and what we're expecting, along with how we're acting and treating our kids, because that speaks volumes. And even biblically, it you know, the wife may lead her husband to the Lord. By the way, he loves. She loves the Lord, even if he's not a believer. So that's, um, I mean, that's biblical. That's God's word, and that's God. And I love, you know, you raise up a child in a way they should go, and when they're older, they won't depart from it. God is not a promise-breaking God. He's a promise-keeping, and so that promise, is yes and amen. You know, so we just need to know that. I think praying over your babies, um, speaking to them, talking. You know, I ask Adaya a lot. What God? What is God telling you right now, Adaya? You know, even though she's four, I don't care. There's no. uh, there's no junior Holy Spirit, as Bill Johnson says.
0: <laughs> and, if, and if you're a younger couple and you're just getting started off and you're expecting kids or you're wanting to have kids, something I encourage the fathers to do. Uh, when Amy was pregnant with Adea, I prayed over uh, Amy's stomach every night. And uh, I didn't know if it was making a difference or not. But in that delivery room, they took Adea over to the scale and was cleaning her up and she was crying. I walked over and spoke to her. And she immediately stopped crying she and did. started looking for me. She did. Mm-hmm. So I knew then, just me talking to her every night like that, she'd already recognized my voice. So. Yeah.
1: And, and doing things, um, so we have a routine every night. Uh, when it's bedtime, Scott always locks up the dogs in the kennel. And Ade and I will go cuddle in my, our bed for a few minutes, and then Scott comes in and reads the Bible. And then we pray over her, and then we put her to bed. That is just part, we are called to be supernatural. So why are we living one way and then here another way and then at home another way? It's like we have three different attitudes and people to be and that's uh, who I, I don't wanna change. I just don't want to have to be fake or be more this way or that way. I just want to be that person that God created me to be. So if I'm going to be spiritual in this house, I'm going to be spiritual at 1310 Hickory House. And then I'm going to be spiritual when I'm doing assessments or whatever I'm doing for work. Because who I am by myself is who I am. And Adaya sees that. And so if I want her to love God, then she has to see my love affair with him. And the only way I can have a love affair is if it's real. So you have to be real because I promise you they will catch more than what you say. They will see what you got. So,
0: and, and that being said, if you've got older kids and you're having trouble getting them to read the Bible or, or pray or, or, or do those types of things, give them an incentive for doing it. You know, I, I used to kind of struggle with that thinking, well, I don't know if I want to pay my kid to read the Bible. But here's the thing, if, don't punish them for not doing it, but, but reward them for doing it. Yes. And in doing so, allow them to fall in love with the word and fall in love with the Lord. With you giving them bonuses for doing it you know Mm -hmm. so
1: so and one of the best things you can do for your kids is to love your spouse adaya never fears that mommy's going to leave or she's not going to have a home or that we're going to split up she is i've watched that little girl and i know i have a million things i need to work on but she is so carefree and happy and i think because we have a peaceful home because god it's god's home number one and We love each other. She doesn't come home to screaming and fighting. Not that we don't get mad at each other, but we've just learned how to conduct ourselves as men and women of God. There's a way to fight. There's a way to handle things. And we are different. We all are called to be different. So what my household and what my fight looks like should not look like what the world looks like. You know, there's frying pans hitting people in the head and cutting people's knees off or whatever they do. That doesn't happen at the Wonderlic house, and nor should it, because because we have the Holy Spirit living in us, so God is dwelling in our home. And Adia, I think, sees that and feels that. And so she feels safe, and she can just be her. And it's our job to figure out. And, that, and so I've been intentional lately about praying about, God, what are your dreams for Adia? When you knitted her together in my womb, what were you dreaming and thinking about? And, you know, and I'm waiting on God to show me some things because I don't want Adia to be who I think she needs to be. I want her to be who God has always dreamed her to be when he was dancing over her as he was putting her together. So...
0: And here, here's another thing that I, I try to do is before, I, this is going back to communication, I guess, and just being slow to speak. A lot of times I will stop and think, what I'm about to say, would I want Adaya's husband to say that to her? Mm-hmm. Would I want one of my spiritual daughter's husbands saying that to her? Would I want one of my spiritual son's wives saying that to him? That's good. What I have to remember, I love, love my daughters and my sons. She's God's daughter. What would he want me to say to her? How would he want me to treat her? So sometimes I just have to say nothing at all. You know? But just be slow to speak. Don't say things that you're going to regret, maybe, yes. and that, that you can't take back. I mean, because once those words are out there, they're out there. So
1: okay guys I know that we've given you a lot I hope we've encouraged you but I know maybe some of you are like oh my gosh I've totally not done any of that or, I, or that's how I act you know I threw the frying pan on my husband last night or whatever what I love about God is he is such a restoring God and there is nothing that you can do that he can't undo so I honestly um, we, we've thought about this and we kind of we feel this
0: why, why don't you give them one thing that you really want them to take from this. I, for the guys, I, I want you guys to to not regret when you're older not spending enough time with your kids or your spouse. That's, right. that's, that's something I've always heard older guys say. If I could do it all over, I'd spend more time with my kids, I'd get to know them more, and I would, I would spend more time whining and dining my wife. Uh, so that's something my career you can have it I don't care you know as long as I've got this and and my kids that's what's important to me uh, so that's that's the one thing I really want you guys to make your spouse and your family your number one
1: for me it is I know that I love Jesus and I claim to be you know a follower of him but If I don't look that way in my relationships, it's a joke. I really want people to say, the ones that say that I'm just so in love with him and he's changed me, then it needs to be seen in your life. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect in every aspect, but even though I may want to cuss him out and call him everything but a white man, I don't have that option. Number one, he's the son of God. That doesn't honor God. And number two, I'm a daughter of the king. So how do I need to conduct myself? I'm very big on, you ha- be genuine and intentional on, this is, a day is my legacy. He's my spouse. On my deathbed, I always think, what regrets will I have? And that's the ones I try to change today. And I, I don't regret marrying him I don't regret um, our relationship and I'm going to continue to chase after the heart of God and he's going to chase and we're going to continue to meet closer and closer. And that's what I encourage you guys today, just to, to really be genuine and intentional. And if you're in love with God, then, then it should be shown not only with your spouse, but with your kids and with the people around you. And really, you know, what people think kind of matters, but it really doesn't. Because if you have the fear of people, they're leading you, you're not leading them. So... And I, I encourage you just to fall more and more in love with Jesus. I really do. And I know that sounds kind of weird. But the last two years in, of our life, we had some really hard decisions to make. And that's where the rubber met the road. We've I've, I've claimed to love God since I was eight years old. But it, be, it never became more real and more intentional and more amazing than the last two years. And I'll tell you what, my best friend was right beside me, encouraging. And as we just continue to push forward. So... Um, it's hard work at times. Oh, my gosh, is it worth it? I would never... I I can tell you when I knew that I knew that I knew that he was supposed to be my husband, not counting the notebook scene. But um, we were at the church, and I was getting ready. And uh, we got married in a Baptist church, and our groomsmen were out in the parking lot drinking. I couldn't believe it. But I went upstairs to make sure that um, the church looked good, and I was by myself, and I remember opening the door, and it was quiet. No one was in there. And I seen Scott at the altar praying. And in that moment, I really knew that God was like, that's that's who I've chosen for you. And when I got first started dating Scott, he was not a Christian. And I don't know why, but I remember saying, God, I promise you I will never marry this man unless he gives his heart to you. I never so told that to Scott. And uh, every Sunday I was very big on like, you want to go up front? You want to go up front? And the rain comes. Praise amen. the Lord. That's just God saying amen. Um, <laughs> so... Um, but I, we always want to give a chance. So maybe you feel like you got this thing figured out. Great. Maybe. It's you, not too late.
0: It I isn't. and if, if, if you feel like you've fallen short, you failed, it's not too late. Uh, and I, I wanted to go back to that for some of the gentlemen that are in a room that maybe your kids are grown and you have those regrets. Work hard at reconnecting with those kids, no matter how old they are.
1: Or your okay? grandkids. Yes. And so we kind of want to give you an opportunity. Um, if Ron will come up and. Uh, play for us it's one of the things like to me there's something special about coming up front because it's just making that commitment and it's it's not about anybody but you and your spouse or maybe you with your kids just having that um the chance to come up front and say you know what, god i'm giving this to you this marriage is yours these kids are you
0: Thank you for listening to the weekly message. To find out more about Overcomers Church International and to hear more messages like this one, please visit our website at ociperiville.com.